Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Alright everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us. Lots to talk about. We have a little news about the start of the 2020-2021 NHL season, aka next year. NHL originally saying December 1st, that may be subject to change. We also continue our off-season preview and look at the New York Islanders Uh, and some of the unrestricted free agents. Who out of them may or may not be back? It's going to be an interesting off-season on the island, plus a little bit of news about a former first-round draft pick who will not be in the organization this year. All this and more to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. If you've got something that's on your mind that's Islanders-related, a comment, a question, a topic you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and happenings concerning the New York Islanders. All right, let's start off with the NHL news. During his Stanley Cup final press conference, Commissioner Gary Bettman said that the December 1st date for the start of next season, not exactly etched in stone. He said that it could start later in December, or maybe even go into January, although nothing definitive has been decided yet. He did indicate that the NHL hopes to play a complete 82-game season and that basically it could start without fans in the stands and then transition into some fans in the arenas. Obviously, a lot of that will have to... uh, depend on the situation with COVID, whether or not there is a vaccine, whether or not the virus goes away enough to safely allow fans in the stands. And again, the NHL has the difficulty of laws in different states, cities, and Canadian provinces and cities that will be different, most likely, uh, from place to place, and I think we're seeing that right now in the National Football League. If you're keeping track, some teams like the Kansas City Chiefs for the season opener had about 15,000 fans, I think it was, or 16 
thousand fans in what uh, a stadium that usually seats seventy-five or eighty thousand. The Dallas Cowboys had more fans. The New York Jets and Giants will not have any fans. And again, it varies by team, by the location that they're in, by what the government and the owners and the city governments all regulate. So the NHL, obviously dependent on ticket revenue for a large percentage of its income. And what they're trying to do, basically, is to maximize that potential revenue and get fans in the stands as quickly as they can. Basically, the more games there are with partial fans, you know, partial capacity arenas, and eventually maybe full capacity arenas, the better off it is for the NHL, for the owners, for the players, for the salary cap, and everything else. So it is something to keep an eye on. And from an Islanders perspective, um, obviously the Coliseum now being run by a different company, an agreement reached between Nassau County uh, and a Florida-based company to run the Coliseum, but now the Islanders need to come to an agreement with the people who are now running the Nassau Coliseum, and we have to see what happens with that. Hopefully that is a formality. I know that Nassau County Executive Curran very much wants to have the Islanders play one more season at the old barn or the renovated old barn, and I think that is the most logical place for the Islanders to play in 2020-2021, but again, we don't know when the season will get underway, whether there'll be fans there, if so, how many, and a lot more questions right now than answers. Oh, one other note, by the way, uh, Gary Bettman again saying that the Seattle Kraken, the NHL's new expansion team, will start play in 2021-2022, which is also when the Islanders will be uh, opening their new home in Belmont. So as far as that's concerned, no delay for the expansion team's entry into the National Hockey League. So there is that piece of news as well. Meanwhile, uh, some other news concerning Joshua Hosang, the former first-round pick of the Islanders from a few years back. Uh, Right now, rumors going around that Hosang has signed with the KHL, but Patrick Bell, his agent, telling NHLRumors.com that reports that he has signed a contract for next season are not accurate. So, still not sure exactly where Josh Hosang is going to be next year, but I will say this. It is unlikely that Hosang will be with the Islanders. And, you know, I, I I think at the end of the day, while I like the talent that Josh Hosang has, and I like the kid, I've interviewed him several times, he's a good guy, but I do not see him fitting in very well with the Barry Trotz system and way of doing things. And I I think at the end of the day, he will not be with the Islanders. You know, he was loaned out to the San Antonio Rampage for part of last season, only played 16 games with the Sound Tigers, had three goals and 10 points. 
So far, Hosang, 53 career NHL games, all with the Islanders. Seven goals, 17 assists, 24 points overall. But look, here is a guy with a lot of offensive talent, uh, skill, skating ability, passing ability. But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to play the system that Barry Trotz wants you to play, the odds of you being with the Islanders for very long decrease exponentially. And that goes for not just Josh Hosang, but even an established star player. If you're not responsible in your own zone, you're not going to be playing for Barry Trotz very long. And that's the reason the Islanders win. They stick to their system. They do the little things right. And if you're not willing to do that, well, you better find yourself elsewhere. We're going to talk about the Islanders' unrestricted free agents, who they may keep, who they may deal uh, or let go. That, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And folks, if you want to take the hassle out of purchasing auto parts, you've got to check out rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone. You don't need membership or an account log on. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Whether you're looking for engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even a new carpet, you could find it with just a few easy clicks, and they'll deliver it directly to your door. The catalog is unique, it's easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so it is time for our Islanders birthday of the day. We are a day late, but happy 57th birthday to former Islanders left winger Troy Loney. Loney, originally drafted by the Penguins in the third round back in 1982 after a successful Western Hockey League career in juniors with the Lethbridge Broncos. Made his NHL debut with the Penguins in 1983-84. Stayed with the Penguins through 1992-93, which was a a big year for them. And then played a year with the Ducks and then split the 94-95 season between the Rangers and the Islanders. Four games for the Rangers, 26 games for the Isles, scoring five goals and nine points. We're going to look back at one of Loney's better games for the Islanders, February 11th, 1995 at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders taking on the Buffalo Sabres, the dominator, Dominic Hasek in goal for Buffalo, while the Islanders had Jamie McLennan in between the pipes. 
And in the first period, it was the Sabres getting on the board first with Benoit Hogue in the box for interference. Alexander Mogilny scored his fourth of the year from Peter Svoboda on the power play. And it's a one to nothing Buffalo lead after 20 minutes. But in the second period, the Islanders even it up. Ray Ferraro, his eighth from Scott Lachance and Pat Flatley at 621. And the game is all even at one apiece. Brad May and Rich Pilon going at it. Some uh, roughing penalties going on there. And then later on in the period, May and Brad Delgarno go at it. Peter Svoboda and Dean Chenelth also uh, having a few words. All of those players handed roughing penalties. But late in the period, Troy Loney gets his first goal of the season. Travis Green and Scott Lachance with the helpers at 14-23. And the Islanders hold on for a 2-1 win over the Sabres. Good goaltending by McLennan in this one. 26 saves out of the 27 shots he faced. Islanders only managed 19 shots against Hasek, but two of them go in. And for Troy Loney, his first goal as an Islander came on his only shot of the game, and it was a game-winning goal. Scott Lachance leading all Islanders with two points in this game. He and Dennis Vasky were both a plus two, and as far as shots on goal are concerned, Ziggy Palfi and Pat Flatley leading the way for the Islanders with three apiece. At the end of the day, the Islanders skate away with a two-to-one win over the Buffalo Sabres. We wish one day later a happy 57th birthday to Troy Loney, the, the uh, native of Bow Island, Alberta, turns 57 this week. And uh, again, happy birthday to Troy Loney, and thanks for what you did as a New York Islander. Now we're going to begin our discussion of uh, individual Islander players and the kind of seasons that they had. We're going to start with goaltender Tomas Grice. 31 games played during the regular season, 29 of them starts. He finished with a record of 16-9 and with four overtime losses, a goals against average of 2.74 and a 9-13 save percentage. Interestingly enough, it was Varlamov who had the better goals against average and a slightly better save percentage, but the Islanders seemed to produce more offense playing in front of Tomas Grison. Look, for the first 37 games of this season, Grice and Varlamov alternated game after game before Varlamov eventually emerged as the one and Grice was relegated to 1A. But I'll tell you, Grice had a, a good season, not an outstanding season. And in the playoffs, when called upon, Grice definitely did the job. Here's the thing uh, about Grice. He is a solid backup goaltender, a good goalie. You know, if he's your starter, he can carry teams for a while. He does tend to go through some slumps that make him a little bit more inconsistent than you would prefer from your starting goalie. But overall, Thomas Grice is a very solid goaltender. And over the years, he has provided the Islanders with quality net-minding uh, 
throughout his time with the team. Grice is scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent. Now, we're going to talk more about all of the unrestricted free agents later on in the show, but uh, right now, Tom, Tomas Grice, I don't think, will be back in an Islanders jersey just because of the fact that, obviously, there's a new goalie in Ilya Sorokin who they've signed. Now, Grice... This was his fifth season on Long Island. He played the most in 2016-2017 when he had 51 games played, 49 of those starts, and had a 26-18-5 record. Here is the bottom line, though, for Grice. Grice will be 34. Uh, He'll be 35, actually, in January. Probably has one, maybe two more contracts left, but uh, I just, based on the Ilya Sorokin situation, would be very, very surprised if, after the playoff that Simeon Varlamov had, and the fact that Varlamov is already under contract, I really don't think that the Islanders will be bringing Grice back. But we'll talk a little bit more about that and all the other unrestricted free agents After the break, more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So we continue our preview of this busy offseason. And look, the Islanders have a number of unrestricted free agents out there right now. Uh, We talked a little bit about Tomas Grice. And again, with Ilya Sorokin's arrival, yeah, it's possible that Sorokin starts the season in the AHL. I tend to doubt it. Uh, depending on when training camp is and when the AHL gets underway. Um, You know, if the NHL doesn't start until December or even January, and the AHL starts in October, maybe he gets to play a little in the AHL, you know, then. But I get the feeling that the AHL, which is even more dependent on ticket sales for their revenue than the NHL, will wait until they can have fans in the stands, and COVID has uh, been more uh, under control. So, under the circumstances, I don't think they re-sign Tomas Grice. I think he looks elsewhere, probably hooks on as a backup uh, with a team that maybe, you know, if I'm him, I'm looking for a team that doesn't have a settled starter where I could compete for a starting position, but we'll see what he ends up doing. Now, you also have three forwards uh, out there who are scheduled to be unrestricted free agents. Tom Cunackle, Derek Broussard, and Matt Martin. I don't know that any of them, quite honestly, will be returning to the Islanders. I think Cunackle is a role player, He's a bottom six forward, and the Islanders have a lot of similar players that they don't necessarily need to sign to a new deal. I think Cunackle will probably find a better offer and a better opportunity elsewhere uh, rather than staying with the New York Islanders. As for Brassard, he had his moments as a New York Islander, and, you know, they brought him in 
to try to solidify the third line. He didn't really do that consistently, and eventually they trade for Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Uh, to me, you look at the numbers, 66 games, 10 goals, 32 points for Brassard. He probably won about 55, 54, 55% of his face-offs. He did contribute 10 of his 32 points, came on the power play. His best hockey, though, was early in the season during the team's 17-game winning streak when the Islanders really uh, moved him up to the wing on the second line because of an assortment of injuries. I don't see them bringing back Broussard. If they do, it would be at a almost like the veterans' minimum. And again, I think that money could be better spent. Now that Pajot is an Islander, I think that that money could be better spent elsewhere in, in a situation where they can, you know, get some goal scoring. Remember, the Islanders are flush up against the cap and need to shed salary, adding another bottom six forward who's a role player who would cost more money, like uh, a Derek Brassard really doesn't make sense when you already have Jean-Gabriel Pajot and you're paying him a lot of money. Cunackle, by the way, 28 games, three goals, six points, a minus four on the uh, plus minus. Again, don't think he'll be back. The other forward, obviously, is Matt Martin. Now, Martin is in a different kind of a situation. He played 55 games this year, five goals, eight points. For Matt Martin, his biggest strength, killing penalties and being a catalyst on that fourth line. Martin right now is 31 years old. He will probably, uh, he may stick around on a one-year deal if the Islanders, you know, want him to, but only if he's willing to give them a pretty big hometown discount. And I think there are reasons he might. If you think about it, Matt Martin went to Toronto did okay, but really, the chemistry between Sezikis, Casey Sezikis, Matt Martin, and Cal Clutterbuck, and the reputation they have as one of the best fourth lines in the league, if not the best, uh, point toward Matt Martin benefiting from staying on Long Island, and I think they may try to get a deal done at or close to uh, the veteran minimum, or at least, again, a substantial hometown discount if Matt Martin wants to stay. If he won't come to that kind of a deal, I don't think that they will have him back. You can always have Ross Johnston fill in on that fourth line. They have a few other players who might be able to do that and play that role, whether it's Leo Kamarov or, you know, a few other guys. We'll see. But obviously Matt Martin, a fan favorite, came up big in the playoffs and I think fans would love to have him back. It's just a question of whether or not there's room for him. The defenseman who is an unrestricted free agent is Andy Green. And I could see Andy Green, again, sticking around because of his relationship with Lou Lamarillo. A, he may retire. B, he may look for a job elsewhere. But again, if he can give the Islanders a hometown discount... Uh, play at or close to the veterans' minimum, I think 
it's possible you see him take a Dennis Seidman kind of a role where he is the seventh defenseman, plays when people are hurt or tired and need a night off, uh, and is almost like an assistant coach on, you know, on the ice, where even if he's not in the lineup, he is helping the younger players develop and learn. All right, we will continue with more of our off-season preview. We'll have every player on the Islanders roster. We'll talk about them, where they fit in next year, what their role may be, and, and you know, we'll we'll judge their, their season. We'll also continue our look at what the Islanders will likely do in the off-season, including a look at some of the players they may target in unrestricted free agency if they can free up the cap space. We have a new show every weekday, Monday through Friday. They drop a little after midnight, around 12.25 in the morning, so night owls can listen. Early morning risers, it's waiting for you when you get there. Best way to keep in touch with the show, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice so you never miss an episode. I'm Gil Martin. Thanks so much for joining us. Stay safe, everybody, and of course, let's go Islanders.